like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Chuck Hadamer on the line. He's the co-founder and CMO over at OneRent. Uh, Chuck, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at OneRent. I mean, real estate, technology, AI. I mean, you you got like the trifecta of interesting topics for what's going on and what my audience likes. So uh, I'm excited to get more into that. But before we do, let's get into your background a little bit more. So how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? Yeah, you know, um, I really, I've always been uh, kind of had a background of running little businesses or operations. You know, when I was young, I was very into uh, actually filmmaking and film film production and uh, spent a, a couple couple years producing short films, raising, you know, a little bit of money here and there to, to, uh, from family and friends to, to make films and also uh, ran a little web design business with my brothers um, <clears throat> when I was in high school. And that's really when I caught the tech bug, um, but, you know, where I am now, it's really started uh, way back when my dad was actually, you know, he was working at a little bank that turned into, uh, you know, the largest residential real estate lender in the U.S. called Washington Mutual, and uh, WAMU, you know, that was the largest bank collapse in 2008, and I kind of witnessed this firsthand through my dad's experience, and, um, you know, I was only 14 during the financial crisis, but my dad was scarred by that experience. So it became a commonplace in our family to kind of talk about financial literacy and, um, you know, kind of making sure to plan for the long term and, um, and combine that with, you know, my ambitions to kind of uh, do things like create films and stuff like that. I, I was very ambitious about getting involved in business. Um, so yeah, so when college, uh, that's when I really got started with what I'm doing today. Wow, I, I like your background from the standpoint of um, that you remember that your dad took the time to really kind of influence you by telling you what was going on. I think a lot of people in um, in this age group didn't. I mean, they knew bad things were going on, but they didn't know how, and they didn't necessarily receive the education behind how and why and the things that were happening. But you had that, you know, that whole benefit of of having um, and that influence. So that that's awesome, and I can see how that would make you, you know, a formidable entrepreneur going forward, seeing the risks firsthand, even um, when you weren't oh, yeah. necessarily taking them and seeing how it all worked for myself. I mean, that was my, I was in my first, I remember I was in my first uh, financial, like the, the financial seat like position um, on the height of the market in 2007. And every day I remember it was my, my first day on the job, literally every day from then on the market went down. True story. Can't make that up. <laughs> I can always look on, I can always look on a chart and know when the when the height of the market was because that was my start date at the vanguard group way back once upon a time (laughs) so absolutely yeah that's scary time (laughs) so so chuck um given the benefit of hindsight obviously you're further along and we we all learn from our ups and downs um you know there's some people listening to this that are maybe just getting
getting started and that are, you know, just graduating college or maybe a couple of years out and they're thinking about their next steps and maybe even be going the entrepreneurial route. Um, what kind of advice would you give them on that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think first of all, just thinking back to our, my own experience, um, you know, when <clears throat> things really started for us in college and, um, and college is a great place to kind of just mash together people and uh, you find friends that kind of have a similar problem. And, you know, a couple of friends of mine, we went through this terrible housing experience and there was also a new law going up at our university that would limit student housing. And so one thing I, I really learned is use college as a jumping off ground. It's a great place to learn about mm. experiences. So uh, number one is, you know, really leverage your your uh, university and any connections that you can get through that. That's where we were introduced to our first uh, seed investor, which was actually from a career counselor at uh, Santa Clara University where we were attending. So use your college network. Um, I think then also, you know, if you're, if you're a little bit further out from college um, or if you're further in the process of starting a business, build the right network. Um, make sure to surround yourself with people that are, at a similar stage of business um, that you are, uh, sometimes I think it can be dangerous to follow the advice of much larger organizations and business leaders because they're in a different, uh, you know, frame of mind. Um, and so it's really important to build the right network, compare notes with people that are at a similar stage. Um, and then, of course, you know, fail, fail fast and fail cheap. Um, I think, you know, in startup mode, you need to realize that the vast majority of things that you're doing are probably not going to work, if, especially if you're doing it for the first time. Um, and so be comfortable with that, with failure and, and, you know, let the fear of failure kind of wash over you, but don't let it stop you, uh, you know, embrace that. No, I, I love that. All, all those are really great points. And um, the one that I really think is interesting that I don't hear too many people talk about um, that you brought up is to really get advice and to think about people that are at similar stages of where you're at or maybe just a step or two ahead uh, to where you want to be. Because I, I do find yeah. that sometimes that it's overwhelming. Like you can't, it, assuming you have access to said billionaire, I mean, and you're just getting your first little startup business going, you're probably, it's probably not the best guy to talk to. Maybe for macro, big, like vision things, yes, but like nuts and bolts, yeah. Probably pretty far removed from your day to day struggle um in terms of exactly. um, in terms exactly. of advice. Probably. I don't wanna for any billionaires out there listening, I don't I hope <laughs> I didn't make you feel bad, but um that that'd be my initial thought. Um so no, great stuff there, Chuck. Um let's switch it up a bit. Yeah. I wanna get more into uh what you're doing over at One Rent. So what kind of clients are you looking at and what kind of um problems are you looking to solve in the marketplace? Yeah, so, you know, um, at OneRent, we are an AI-driven uh, real estate service company, and we focus in residential uh, rental property all along the West Coast at this point. Um, we're, we're the largest property manager on the West Coast, and we, we really use uh, AI to kind of identify uh, areas of the market to create more liquidity in the rental market. Um, so, you know, making, making it faster and cheaper and better to, to rent property. And we use AI to do that by uh, essentially matching renters with homes uh, very proactively so we can actually increase the liquidity of the rental market, transact on the property. Um, and we have on-demand teams servicing now over 10,000 homes 
And so uh, these teams are local, on the ground, kind of on-demand, sort of a Uber network of property management, you know, uh, support for a real estate investor. Um, so we're, we're really working with real estate investors, mostly people that own, you know, small one to two, one to two properties. Um, and really using AI, one of our backers is uh, the chief of AI at Google, uh, Jeff Dean. And so we really use AI as, as kind of the, the uh, foundation of the service that we provide um, in property management. Any kind of um, interesting trends you care to comment on just in, in your niche of the world? So um, um, in property management and also just the technology surrounding it that you're finding interesting. I know you're on the forefront of it. That's why I ask. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think right now what you see in prop tech or real estate tech, however you want to call it, is there's a huge amount of capital flooding into these these. What, what I like to call full stack uh, real estate service mm-hmm. companies. And what I mean by that is, you know, no longer are the days of Craigslist and listing sites where it's purely just an online platform. Um, mm-hmm. But the real, the real opportunity to change this industry is in vertically integrating uh, the service and the, and the technology uh, because there's just so much offline data in real estate um, that there's that's one of the reasons that we're that you know the Google AI chief invested is that he sees all of this offline data that's been locked up uh, and that's, and there's an opportunity to bring that online. So I think uh, one of the most interesting trends is really these full stack real estate service uh, technology companies. Wow, that's interesting. Um, and then did you, I, the new term you may have just taught me, did you say prop tech? Yes, exactly. It's sort of a, a cousin to fintech. <laughs> I love it. No, no, I love it. They're all like, they're all these techs. I heard a kind tech the other day. No, I'm a fan. I just got, I have to get my lingo right. Prop tech, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Um, exactly. I like it. I'm, I'm a fan of the tech and everything. <laughs> I'm totally in for exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, it started, uh, funny enough, the prop tech term really really started in Europe and the UK. They're, they're a little ways ahead in terms of uh, some of the, they got a little head start on some of the prop tech uh, uh, initiatives, but it's funny that that's, you know, it's now coming over to the U.S. <laughs> I love it. I'm a fan. Uh, so if somebody's listening to this, Chuck, and they want more information on one rent or to connect or anything along those lines, what's the best way for them to get that info? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, just, you know, you can always just search up uh, one rent. You can follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, one rent co. And um, please do connect with me on LinkedIn. I, I love I love talking to people in the industry and any kind of related industries. Um, it's Chuck Hadamer on LinkedIn. All right, fantastic. Well, hey, Chuck, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your background and also trends you're seeing in your industry and teaching me the word prop tech. And now I can use it. Um, and t- to the <laughs> yeah, audience as all. Thank you. To the audience, as always, I really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I hope you got a lot of of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review. Do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Chuck, thanks again for coming on. 